Hi, I'm Helly. And I'm Meghna. We are the women in your corner. Let's get started. Hi guys, it's the women in your corner. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. Today we are going to talk all about job search and our suggestions in helping you in this journey to find your calling. Let's be honest, searching for a job can be so overwhelming and quite frankly, most of the time we don't even know where to begin. It's difficult because when nowadays I feel like you have to apply to like a hundred plus jobs and at the end of the day, you truly only hear back from maybe five of them. And often in those times, it's like five rejections, right? So it's disheartening. It's it's difficult. And and honestly, it's, it's, it's a lot to put on your plate. So we totally understand that. We identify with that. And we want to talk about, although we can't change what is happening today or in the market ever fully, we wanted to share our experiences, our research, and what we've have we have learned over some time to help you be more successful at it. Okay, so first and foremost, let's talk about resumes, right? I think that's the most crucial step. Even before you apply, that's something you have to nail down. You have to make sure it's perfect. And if your resume is not great, if it's not going to come out, if it's not going to pop up from a pile, the chances are very slim. So there are way too many things I would like to talk about when it comes to resumes, but let's begin with a few that are super important. So first and foremost, I think the size of the resume is extremely important. I think a lot of times we're under this misconception that more is better. That's not the case. A resume, if you're early in your career, should not be more than a page. No matter what happens, it should not exceed a page. For somebody maybe with 10 plus years of experience, you've had a lot of job changes. There's a lot of important stuff that you do need to cover on your resume. You can go up to two pages, but then at that point, make sure that the second page has the less important stuff that you wanna cover on your resume. A lot of times how recruiters review your resume, they might print it out, they might be piling them in a PDF or something, and the second page might get left out. So in those cases, it's extremely important that all your important information is on the first page. Avoid having any type of pictures, right? I think a lot of people also feel that we should have a picture. Like this was something that when I was in Singapore, it was one of those things that it was expected. You needed to put a profile picture of yourself on your resume. But, you know, if you're applying for jobs in North America, I would say stay away from it. Don't put a picture of yourself on your resume because it can create biases and stereotypes you might not even know of. You might think, oh, I'm just putting a picture of myself so that you know who I am. It can create biases in terms of the recruiter, the hiring manager, anything, and can slim your chances without even you realizing it. So avoid that. Always use standard fonts would be my next big one. Use standard fonts like Times New Roman, Arial, something like that, so that if you're using any, like, you know, you're sending it over to anyone, there's no possibility that it might not be accepted, it might get changed into some other thing, because with custom fonts, you're always risking that possibility. Avoid having too many designs or colors on your resume. That's very risky because nowadays resumes often get parsed as plain text. And when you do that, any type of design could impact you negatively. In your resume, in terms of content, I would suggest focusing on hard skills, right? Technologies, things you've done. Highlight them through projects and experiences. Focus on numbers. If you have any type of quantifiable number, always put that in there. That 10% performance increase, 7% cost reduction through this project, whatever it might be, 
quantifiable results are awesome to put in. Don't include address, don't include too many personal details on your resume. I think your name, email, phone number, and LinkedIn profile is sufficient. If you're a developer, coder, someone like that, then maybe your GitHub profile, or for designers or other creative fields, maybe your portfolio. I think that's a lot for resumes for now. <laughs> but a lot of great tips, right? A lot of great resume tips. Now let's talk about applying. Ultimately, there are so many websites, right, to apply. Some of the ones I think that we've personally identified with and that we've looked up that rank highly are LinkedIn and Indeed. The last one I would just kind of add would be like if you are going for a specific company, then go to the company website and apply as well. But this can all be dependent on the role you are applying for. Now, with that said, just like being dependent on the role, you have to customize for the role. And so what I mean is when you're applying, make sure that, you know, once you've got through all those great tips from the resume that we just said, make sure that your resume doesn't stay stagnant. You cannot just make a one suit all resume for everything, right? And, and let me be clear, you need to customize the language in your resume to better suit the language for the role description. We're not saying lie, we're not saying fabricate, but there's a difference. If in the role description, they use the word looking for escalated customer expertise, in your resume, you should have something like, you know, experience five years, two years, three years, two months experience with escalated customer expertise, right? You shouldn't say, oh, yeah, I'm really great with mad customers or I'm really great with decomming customers. Although those may mean similar notions, when it's going through the scan or what's, when it's going through plain text or even just getting scanned for keywords, those keywords don't match up. So that would maybe potentially decrease your, your chances of getting picked and pulled through. Um. When possible, make sure that after you apply to certain things, right? So once you've created your language, you have the job description, you match it, it makes great. Make sure that you also connect, right, with the hiring manager or people from that company. If you if you know a couple or, or don't be afraid to reach out, LinkedIn is a great tool to, to provide that. Just go to the hiring manager and say, hey, my name is blank and I just want to let you know I did apply for X role. You can often go to the hiring managers and also connect and ask questions to learn more about that company and that position. And if there's another employee, then you can also reach out to that employee, right? Asking to learn more about their company and trying to understand the environment and how better to suit you when you get to the interview. Oh, absolutely. I think that is so crucial. I think reaching out to people can play such a big part in your job search. Okay, so we've talked about resumes. We've talked about applying for jobs. So now let's talk about interviews because that's the next step. So how to give interviews. The first round is usually with recruiters. It's a scan of sorts to make sure that you're a fit for the position on paper as well as making sure you're a good company fit, right? That's usually what recruiters are looking for. They're more focused on, oh, are you a team player? Are you going to fit into their company culture? So make sure you kind of present those skills as well and not just focus on your hard skills when you're having that conversation with a recruiter. The recruiter does not understand your position. So even if you get super technical, you're trying to impress them, explain like, oh, I've done this project, it had this impact. They're not necessarily the ones that you're trying to impress with this. With them, you're trying to make sure that, yes, I do have these skills. I do have this experience that you're looking for. And yes, I will be a good company fit for you as well. Then the second round, or it could be many rounds, depending on the type of company that you've applied to, what their structure is. So usually it could be with the hiring manager. It could be with their team. Sometimes they like to do technical interviews as well. So that could be multi-layer. 
with smaller companies, they also like to do a final round of executive interviews. So you might be talking to like the CEO, the CEO, somebody that high up as well. For those, you have to prepare differently. Every interview is going to be different. But I think one of the biggest things to always focus on during interviews is highlighting your strengths. A lot of times we're asked questions that want to focus us on our weaknesses, right? That what are you not good at? Or, oh, you've only had this much experience with this specific tool, but we need more. How do you overcome that? And I think the growth mindset philosophy plays extremely well over here. Focusing on the fact that I'm not good at this yet, but I'm working on it. I'm learning this. I'm going to be putting in effort. These are the X, Y, Z things that I've already done can be extremely helpful. So with that, okay, so start today with updating your resume. Reach out to your network. It's extremely important. You don't know where you might find help. Do some sort of practice interviews, mock interviews. Ask your family, your friends. Reach out to us if you need some support, some help, right? We're here to help you on this journey. Job search can be extremely exhausting and overwhelming. Always remember to take care of yourself, your mental health. Take breaks and remember, it only takes one to get that final yes. So thank you for joining today's session and let us know if you need like a deeper dive into this and we'll talk to you next time. Always remember, we are the woman in your corner.